this morning we'll be reading Psalm 27, verses 1 through 3. If you'll turn in your Bibles to me, with me to Psalm chapter 27, verses 1 through 3, we'll see and read an incredible expression of faith and devotion to God, dependence upon God, uh, by the Lord's servant David. Psalm 27, 1 through 3. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked come against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise up against me, in this I will be confident. There are some things that <clears throat> set Christians apart. By the way, my voice is not great this morning. <clears throat> this may be a really short lesson. I know you guys won't, won't be upset if that happens. <clears throat> there are some things that set Christians apart that make them different. And one of the things that makes Christians different is the fact that we hear from God that we are not to be afraid, that we're not to fear. 180 times in scripture, the Bible tells us, do not be afraid. And it's interesting that in every one of those instances, God gives us a reason not to be afraid. He tells us why we should not be afraid. In Psalm 27, as was just read a moment ago, the psalmist says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? There's a promise, brothers and sisters and friends, that makes us different. It's a promise that gives us a reason to not be afraid regardless of what we're facing, regardless of what we might consider to be scary. There was a psychology class that was talking about fear. <clears throat> the professor said, tell me what, what, what might people be afraid of? And that one psychology class came up with a list of 7,000 different things to be afraid of. People are afraid of all kinds of things. When we're young, we're afraid of what people think of us. We're afraid of not finding, um, you know, the, the kinds of things that make life stable and easy. We're afraid of not finding a good career, getting into a good college. When we get to middle age, we're afraid that we're not going to be the kind of parents or the kind of spouses that God wants us to be. Or maybe we're afraid of what might happen if the economy turns south. And then when we get to be older, we start fearing other things. What about health problems? And what about challenges that, that, that come up? And what about losing the people that are closest to me? We're afraid of a lot of different things. And yet God says over and over and over in his word, he says, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. The promise that God makes is this. <clears throat> do not be afraid. And there's a basis for it because I am with you. I believe in my heart that that is God's greatest promise to mankind. I believe there's nothing better that God could give you than to say, I'm with you. I'm on your side, I'm present with you. I don't think there's anything better that God could give anyone than to say, I'm with you. In fact, when you think about it, even salvation 
is God in Christ taking care of the sin problem so that he can be with us and we can be with him? There's no greater promise in the Bible than that. And so when we think about this idea of living different, of not being afraid, I want you to key in on the promise that is God saying, I will be with you. Do not be afraid for I am with you. Let me show you in scripture how this works. Notice in the first place, the promise itself, the content of it. Over and over and over through scripture, when God tells people to do something challenging, God also says, but I'm gonna be with you in this challenging thing that you're about to do. Watch, Exodus 3 verse 12, he speaks to Moses at the burning bush. I will be with you, Moses. This shall be a sign for you that I've sent you. When you and this people come and worship, serve God on this mountain. He's talking at Mount Sinai. I'm gonna be with you. Go talk to Pharaoh, tell him, let my people go. Lead this army of people, this, this army of this collection of former slaves, lead them through the Red Sea. You can do it, Moses, not because you can overcome your fear, but because I am with you. I'm with you. Again, Joshua, after Moses dies in Joshua chapter one, verse five, God says, no one shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I, God, was with Moses, so I will be with you, Joshua. I will not leave you nor forsake you. <clears throat> God wants people to understand that it's him that gives us a reason not to fear. It's his blessing, his presence in our lives that gives us a reason to not be afraid. Again, Judges 6 verse 12, Gideon, the mighty man of God. You know where Gideon was when we first see him in Judges chapter 6? Gideon was hiding from his enemies. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, the Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. And then later when God speaks to Gideon directly, the Lord said to him, I will be with you and you will strike the Midianites as one man. You've got a job to do, Gideon. Yes, it's gonna be scary. Yes, it's gonna be challenging, but I will be with you. God blesses his people and strengthens his people by promising he'll be with you. He'll be present in your life. Matthew 28, as Jesus tells the apostles to go into all the world and make disciples of every nation, you know how he finishes that whole challenge? Go be evangelistic, go make disciples. He says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. The promise is, I'm gonna be present. I'm with you in this, therefore don't be afraid. You turn over to the book of Hebrews and you find in Hebrews chapter 13, verses five and six, the Hebrews writer telling Christians, Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Now, let me just stop right there. A lot of what you are afraid of right now this morning has to do with money and stuff. I don't have to know anything that's going on in your life to know that that's what you worry about because that's what everybody worries about. That's what everybody's afraid of, money and stuff. Not having enough, not being able to make enough. And the Bible says, keep your life free from all that stuff. Not free from money, but free from the love of money. And here's the reason why. Because he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So you and I can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? 
over and over and over through scripture, the Bible says, Christian, do not be afraid. And the basis for that command is because I am with you. And that changes everything about how we live. There was a little boy that was assigned the role of Jesus in a dramatic presentation. They were going to talk about Jesus walking on the water. And the little boy only had one line. His line was, he was going to walk out on stage in front of all the parents. And his line was, it is I, do not be afraid. And so all week long, that little boy was working on his line. It is I, do not be afraid. It is I, do not be afraid. And the time finally came when the, when the play was taking place and the little boy walked out on stage and he looked at all those people looking back at him and he said, it's me and I'm really afraid. <laughs> the presence of God in our lives is the basis for us to not be afraid. The content of the promise that God makes to us is, I will be with you. And the question you and I ought to ask ourselves, am I with God? Have I listened to the terms of the covenant that he offers and have I accepted those terms? Because the whole point of a covenant with God, the new covenant, New Testament, the whole point is that I can have God in my life and that God is for me and God is with me and God promises never to leave me or forsake me. And therefore, I can live my life confidently without fear. It doesn't mean that there aren't some things that challenge us or worry us. It means, though, that I have a place to turn. This is, brothers and sisters and friends, this is God's greatest promise to mankind. I will be with you. It's the whole reason why Jesus came to earth, so that God could once again be with his creation that was separated from him because of sin. Next, don't just think about the content of the promise, but think about the challenge. Because believing that God's with me is really important, and yet there's so much that we don't know, there's so much that we don't see, and we're not sure how this is gonna work out. And so, it's important to know what God does not provide for us. He says, I'll be with you, but here's some things that he doesn't say. Number one, he does not provide detailed plans for your future. It would be nice if when you were born, you got a roadmap. This is your life. Here is a list of every decision that you're gonna have to make, and here's when you're gonna have to make it. We don't get any of that. Second Corinthians 5 verse 7 tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight. What that means is God does not spell out for you a detailed plan for your future. He just says, I'm with you, trust me. Do not be afraid. What God does not provide? A roadmap for life's journeys. Hebrews 11 verse 8, God spoke to Abram back in the land of Ur and he said, get out from your country and go to a land that I will show you. And you know what the Bible says there in Hebrews 11? It says that Abram left Ur and he didn't know where he was going. He went home to his wife and told her that he was moving and she said, where? I don't know where. But God's promised to be with us. You don't get a roadmap for life's journeys. A lot of times people spend a lot of effort looking for the roadmap, looking for the plans, when really all we ought to need to look at is, is God with me or not? Am I in a relationship with him? 
God does not provide in-depth strategic planning for every single occasion that might arise. There is some wisdom for people to stop and think about what might happen in the future and maybe make some contingency plans, maybe think about what might happen down the road, but you're not going to ever be able to exhaust every possible situation or scenario that might confront you. And what's more, you might not even be well-trained or equipped when those situations arise. Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6. You know what that passage says? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He, He will guard your steps. He will provide, make your path straight. In-depth strategic planning, we don't get that even for every occasion. God says, I'm going to be with you. You know what that doesn't mean? He doesn't tell us when obstacles and challenges are going to happen to us. When am I going to face conflict? When am I going to go through loss or grief or pain or suffering or struggles? When am I going to endure those things? If I knew when those things would happen, then I could be prepared. But God doesn't tell us, tell us those things. Not only that, but when you're in the midst of suffering, and I know some of you are, you're going through some really hard things. You know what would make suffering easier? Just a little easier, knowing when it would end. If you knew the day that this suffering would stop, at least you'd have something to look forward to, to hold on to, but you don't even get that. Because God says, I'm with you, do not be afraid. 1 Peter 5, 8 warns us, the devil, our enemy, our adversary, he's walking around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for opportunities. And God doesn't tell us when we're going to face attacks. After Jesus was tempted in Luke chapter 4, verse 13, it says that the devil departed from him until a more opportune time. That's the way it works. We don't know when the challenges and trials of life are going to happen. But we know that God is with us. Third, there's a blessing to this promise. When we think about this idea of not being afraid, of living lives that show that we love our God and that He is with us because that's the greatest promise He could possibly make, there are some blessings that come from this promise. Blessing number one is this. We have, because of God's presence in our lives, the ability to face an uncertain future. Does the news bother you? Do the things that people say around you concern you? Does the direction of our society or the world or our nation challenge you? Is there uncertainty in your future? Did you see what's happening with the banks? All of those things, nobody's sure what's going to happen. Nobody's sure what's going to work out. But we can face it because I am with you, says the Lord. Not only is there the ability to face an uncertain future, There is, in God, the power to deal with difficult circumstances. God never promised anybody that if we'd just obey Him, that our lives would be easy, that our lives would somehow not have any challenges or difficulties or problems. What God does promise is the strength and the provision and the power to deal with those things in a way that glorifies Him. That's what He promises. Psalm 37, 25 is one of my favorite verses in Psalms. You know what it says? I have been young and now am old. I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. 
God cares for the people that he loves. He may not always provide us luxury, but God provides us what we need. Philippians 4.19, my God will supply all your need according to his riches and mercy by Christ Jesus. God takes care of his people, regardless of what challenges and suffering we face. The blessings of God saying, I am with you, he gives us the strength to handle heavy burdens. Some of you are handling really heavy burdens. You're going through some things and you wouldn't wish the things you're going through on your worst enemy. You're dealing with some struggles and challenges and you're not sure if you've got the strength to deal with it. And you want to know a secret? By yourself, you don't. But I'll tell you this, the Bible promises that if we will lean upon the Lord, if we will put our trust and our faith in Him, that He will provide the strength that we need to handle the situations that confront us in a way that pleases Him. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, when Paul was praying about his thorn in the flesh, the Lord said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. God will provide for you the strength to handle heavy burdens. And as we've talked about recently, God does not give you all the strength at once. What he does is he gives you the strength day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. You don't get it all in one lump sum. You get it one day at a time. The strength to handle the heavy burdens of life. Matthew 6, 34, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough trouble for its own self. It will take care of its own things. Sufficient for the day are the troubles thereof. Give us this day our daily bread. The blessings of the promise. <clears throat> Because God promises to be with you, you can have courage of conviction, even if you are threatened or mocked or ridiculed. Anybody ever laughed at you because of your beliefs and values? Anybody ever make fun of you or not invite you somewhere because of the fact that you're a New Testament Christian? Does that happen? Anybody look at you and say, you've got some strange archaic views? Even when the world looks at us and mocks us or threatens us or ridicules us, God has said, do not be afraid. I am with you. John 12, 42 and 43, some people believed in Jesus, but they would not confess him because they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Matthew 26, Peter was there by the fire warming himself. And they said, you're one of Jesus' disciples, aren't you? And Peter said, no, no, I don't know the man. When we stop worrying about what people think and start remembering the fact that God is with us, we're going to live lives of conviction, lives that mean something, lives that bring glory to God. The blessing of the promise, last one, even in the face of death itself, we have hope. Hebrews 9, 27, it's appointed a man wants to die, but if God says, I am with you, always, then even in the face of death itself, the presence and blessing of God in our lives means that we can turn around and we can say, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Philippians 1 verse 23. 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8, when Paul talked about his death, he talked about a ship being loosed and he said, I'm looking forward to the crown of righteousness, which the Lord's going to give to me at that day. 
and not to me only, but to all those who love his appearing. Psalm 23, verse 4, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Throughout scripture, God says, do not be afraid. And the basis for him saying that to you is the fact that he's going to be with us. I will be with you. The question that you and I have to answer this morning is this. What am I afraid of? And have I listened lately to the promise that God makes? The promise to be with me. You got to answer that question. And more importantly, you need to ask this question. Am I in a right relationship with God? Is my heart right with God? Have I obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ? Have I come to him in sincere penitent faith, believing that he has the power to cleanse me from my sin and repenting of that sin and being baptized for the forgiveness of that sin? Have I done that? Because if I've done those things, then I become a child of God. And God is always with his children. I will be with you. Do not be afraid. Don't forget those words because they are found over and over and over again throughout God's word. Greatest blessing he could give you is his presence. If we can help you obey the gospel this morning, if we can pray for you, whatever your need, won't you come all together? We stand and while we sing.